This is the Deep Dive with Brooke Spector. Investigative conversations about issues that impact our lives. Be curious. Friday mornings at 9am, only on 101.9 High FM. Good morning. This is Brooke Spector, just, just as he said. And we are going to be a, starting a new program, The Deep Dive, and we're going to look in depth at issues that matter. We're going to have conversations with all kinds of interesting, influential, and thoughtful people. And today we kick off with a look at some serious and important foreign affairs issues, both historically and current and even into the future. I'm backed up, of course, as always, by Craig Guthrie, our sound engineer, who's going to keep in charge of everything, and Senna Pabetsi, the producer, who makes it all run. Our first interview today, let's get right into it, is Professor Irina Filatova. She's Professor Emeritus at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, and she has a long career in the Soviet Union, then Russia as a professor of history and writer, and she's lived in South Africa now for a number of years, and she's well regarded and highly understood and respected. And I think I want to start with you and ask you two questions, and you can answer them uh, as time permits. And the first one, of course, is we need to talk a little bit about the, the historical nature of the connection between South Africa, South Africans, and the Soviet Union stroke Russia as it comes up in the contemporary way. But then also, if there's time left over, uh, perhaps you can give us some insights into the, the mind and the ideas of the, the Russian uh, president, Vladimir Putin. So, Professor Filatova, please, why don't you begin? Let's look at that history of the Cold War and the relationship of South Africa and South Africans to the Soviet Union and now to Russia. Uh, thank you, Brooks, for such an introduction, and thank you for inviting me. The historical ties between Russia and South Africa go, go uh, actually much longer than uh, than we think. Uh, we think about the connection between the ANC and uh, the Soviet Union, uh, but actually it started much earlier because the Russians were very sympathetic to the Boers during the Anglo-Boer War, and uh, there was a whole big campaign in Russia at that time, and the Russian volunteers came to fight for the Boers, and uh, there were two medical detachments organized from Russia to help them. And that sympathy was uh, a very interesting factor in the Russian life at that time, because on the one hand, uh, they saw the struggle between Britain and the Boer republics as a struggle between uh, David and Goliath. And uh, they, uh, uh, on the other hand, it was a struggle against Britain and Britain was such a traditional enemy to Russia during the colonial petition, uh, both in the East and everywhere in the world. And that was the most hated power. But of course, uh, the closest ties developed during the Soviet era particularly in the second part of the on the 20th century. Actually, the first at first relations were established between the communist international and international communist organization with the center in Moscow. 
of which uh, South African, the Young Communist Party of South Africa, uh, South African Communist Party, uh, was a member, and so the policy of the Communist Party uh, was defined by the Communist International at that time. And uh, after the Second World War, starting from 1960s, um, a very close relationship was developed between the ANC. The Soviet Union assisted the ANC's uh, armed struggle against apartheid. And not only to the armed struggle, the Soviet Union assisted uh, at every possible level with logistics uh, on, the, uh, uh, on the international arena, in the international organizations. So it was a really diversified and uh, very big aid, uh, also financial aid and uh, organizational aid. So there was a lot of, there were a lot of things. And uh, ultimately it was an ideological connection between because the idea of the National Democratic Revolution, which the ANC uh, still considers its official policy, uh, that idea came from the Soviet Union. It was actually invented as a policy for the third world, as they were called at that time, countries, to arrive to socialism incrementally. And bring it up to date then to, um, I, the question that intrigues me is how this transferred once the Soviet Union broke up and Russia and Ukraine were constituent independent nations. The, the idea in many South Africans' minds was that all of the earlier allegiance, all of the earlier uh, familiarity was transferred to the new Russia rather than to anybody else. Well, that is a very interesting thing, you know, uh, because uh, so many South African students and uh, MK cadres started in Ukraine. There was a center for military training in Odessa or near Odessa. There were several, in, one in Crimea called Pirivalne. There was also many students studying in Kiev and uh, in uh, other Ukrainian cities. The climate was considered more appropriate for, <laughs> for students from Africa. Uh, but, but despite that, despite that, you are right, the loyalties were transferred to Moscow. First of all, one reason for that is that uh, Moscow is Moscow, that is the center of the Soviet Union, so the allegiance was transferred to the center of the former Soviet Union, that's one thing. But the other thing is, of course, that the anti-imperialist, anti-Western sentiment, that is one of the core uh, definitions of the ANC ideologically, is certainly comes into the attitude of the African National Congress leaders to the present conflict because Ukraine is supported by the West and Russia is uh, uh, the former Soviet Union and also it is a member of BRICS and it is also supported by China. So that is how it happens that the ANC is not on the side of Ukraine but rather on the side of Russia. We're running out of time, but I want to give you at least a couple, a, a chance to give me a little bit of an insight into the mind of Vladimir Putin, if you can. I know you, you, you lived in Russia for a long time, and uh, you were close to the, the studies of historical developments of leadership 
there. What can you tell us to help us better understand his motivations and the, the parameters of his thinking? Well, I wish anybody could read the mind of Putin. I can't, but I can tell you about his motivation. Uh, the motivation is, uh, I think, purely ideological. Putin is trying to recreate the Cold War situation in which he was brought up. He's trying to create a situation in which the world is divided into two parts. This is our part. And our part is good guys such as Russia, China, and our spheres of influence, interest. So uh, there's the other part, which is bad guys, which is the West. Professor Filatova, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to wind this up, but I do appreciate very much you taking your time. We have to have another longer conversation in the future. I look forward to doing that. And thank you very much. Okay.